Hi, this is the uh, intro show with uh, Orange Afro Man. Uh, this is episode one of the Woe Nelly CFB 51 uh, podcast. Uh, it's just myself today. Uh, hopefully we'll uh, branch out and uh, include some uh, other guests and co-hosts and things like that. Um, this will be your one-stop shop for college football, um, hopefully. Uh, we'll start out with um, a lot of history, looking back, uh, debates. Uh, we'll share some info on a potential card and dice game you could play for college football. Um, but first, I'll introduce myself. My name is Dave. I live in Phoenix, Arizona. Uh, my handle on the website that I'll talk about in a little bit is Orange Afro Man. You can call me OAM. That'd be fine. Um. And I love college football. I love talking about it, debating it. I love its history, the stats. I'm a total college football nerd. Um, and I share a, a passion with the game that a lot of people have um, on the forum. And just, you know, you, the listener out there, uh, maybe there's, there's a lot of football apps out there, football podcasts, I should say. Um, most of them have to do with fantasy. I'm not real big into fantasy football, and I prefer college over NFL. Um, it has nothing to do with the politics of it. I just like the pageantry, the variety, the history. Um, I just think there's more there. It's uh, less of a uniform business. It's certainly a big business, but it's, uh, you know, it's just kids playing the game they love, trying to trying to get to the next level. Um, so if that interests you, this might be a podcast that's worth listening to, giving it a shot. Um, so we're going to move on to our next segment after a brief segue. I uh, appreciate you trying us out. Hopefully you'll be back. Thanks. Okay, hey, we're back, and uh, here to uh, this segment is just going to discuss the website. Uh, it's a college football web forum uh, run by Drew for UTK. He's a Tennessee fan, Tennessee Vols. Um, we were based off of a scout forum earlier, but when they turned over, uh, he set up shop. He carved he carved out a corner of the internet for us. And we were able to move together uh, wholesale, and the site's really good. It's a bunch of guys who have opinions on everything. Um, the Big Ten section of the forum gets the most traffic, obviously. Um, well, not obviously. It's just it's we all kind of gravitate towards it because it, it does have the most carryover from the uh, old forum. Um, but the website is www.cfb51.com. And uh, each of the Power Five conferences has its own forum. The Independents and, and Group of Five teams have a forum. And there's a lot of off-topic off uh, threads as well. Uh, we debate everything 
there's off-topic threads, there's conference-specific threads, there's basketball threads, there's weather, climate, and environment threads. Basically, anything you want to talk about or teach other people or even listen to other people about, um, it's there. Um, I try to stick mostly to the football ones. Um, and I, I'm, I'm free to really explore my inner college football nerd there with, you know, discussing who's the best receiver, you know, Ohio State's ever had versus which, which team is a helmet school versus a non-helmet school, things like that. Um, you know, the old timers of the, of the group are 847 Badger fan, Cincy Dog. They've been around forever. Um, I actually got to meet uh, UT Aaron and Sun Devil Froggy at an ASU game last year. That was cool. Just to put faces with names. Um, you know, you've got ELA doing his countdowns and PlayStation 4 tournaments and all those things that he shares. Um, so, there, I mean, there's dozens of people. I couldn't list them all. Um, hopefully, you'll get to hear from some of them through this podcast. And uh, it's just really a very, it's a quality forum, quality board. Um, we do polls. Um, we want new people. So this is just a call out to college football fans everywhere. Come to this forum. Check it out. CFB51.com. Uh, the more the merrier. We've got fans from everywhere, probably every Big Ten school, uh, most of the SEC schools, except for Vandy and Kentucky, of course. Um, a couple Big 12 fans. I know CW Sooner, he's there. Um, so just, you know, if your school's not represented, then that that's your shot. That's your opportunity to, to represent it and share about it and you know, brag about it and be part of the the community there at cfb51.com. Next uh, part of the show is a debate segment. Um, it's just myself today, so it'll just be a kind of a monologue. I'll just kind of debate and talk about the, the topic at hand. Um, we'll talk about all-decade teams, you know, the all-time teams at each, you know, major school, who should be on it, who shouldn't be, um, who's the best by position. Um, and that debate, you know, that can that can be cut into – do you want to take the whole career into account? Do you want to just take individual seasons, things like that? Um, we've done uh, helmet trios in the past. Of You're just given three three helmet schools, and you decide how you would rank them in terms of all-time prestige and relevance. Um, and there's the debate within that is, is, is how, how long does it take for a, maybe a helmet school to lose that status, and how long does it take to attain it? Um, if at all, and uh, how many years do you have to be relevant to move up or move down um, if you're irrelevant for a time? 
Uh, today's we're going to start out with the all-time Nebraska Corn Husker quarterback. If you could have one guy who was really great in college, he won lots of games, won championships. If he's the one representative for that position for that school, who would you pick? Nebraska is pretty unique in that it's run the option forever. Um, then it didn't. And uh, one, th- one thing I learned with doing some research about this was that uh, when Tom Osborne took over, he actually didn't run the option. Uh, the Cornhusker quarterbacks had decent passing stats. They won, you know, they won nine games every season for, I think it was. 30 years or 25 years, something ridiculous like that. Uh, I had assumed they had always been an option team going back to Devaney, but, uh, you know, that's not, that's not true. Uh, we know they've fallen on harder times lately. And uh, if you wanted a pure passer, the best quarterback might be Joe Gans. He has the the stats. He played quarterback from 06 to 08. Uh, made a really good touchdown and interception ratio. Good rating, but he didn't run. He wasn't a runner. When you think Nebraska quarterback, I think it has to be a runner. I'm not a big Nebraska fan, um, but I've been conversing about this topic with some other board members, um, forum members. And, uh, you know, it's it's the sliding scale between is it stats? Is it notoriety? Is it fame? If you won a Heisman, is that a trump card? Um, if he won a national championship, you know, if he was beloved. Um, I'm always looking for those under-the-radar guys, guys that I've maybe never heard of or been exposed to because they didn't, they weren't sexy enough or something. But then there's they had solid careers. I mean, we need to discuss them as well. Um, you have Eric Crouch with a Heisman Trophy, deserved or not. It happened. Um, he threw for 4,400 yards, uh, barely more touchdowns than interceptions, but he was a great runner. He ran for 3,400 yards on his career and 59 touchdowns. Like That's insane. That's more than Tim Tebow ran for in his career. Um, I think the automatic name that pops into people's heads, Tommy Frazier, he didn't complete 50% of his passes. I know Nebraska quarterback means option, you know, wizard. And Tommy Frazier was certainly that, but is completing less than half your passes? Is that a lot? Is that okay? He didn't throw any interceptions. 43 touchdowns, 11 interceptions for a decent rating, but um, his volume doesn't measure up to Crouch because he did have the uh, blood clot issues. Um but his yards per carry for his career were better than Crouch's. Um, Vince Ferragamo. I'm not even uh, really uh, familiar with him. That's going back to the mid-70s. He has great stats, but he wasn't a runner. It was before Osborne turned to the option to compete with Barry Switzer at Oklahoma. Um, You know, Jamal Lord had good balance of passing and rushing, but is that a sexy name? He threw more interceptions than touchdowns in an era where you just didn't do that. Um, Scott Frost, he had a big year. Um, 
I'm not really sure who else you would talk about. I mean, Brooks Berenger came in for that national championship year, and he held his own. Keith and McCant, he was a good runner, but he doesn't have a lot of volume. Uh, one guy who came up in the debate online was Gary Godowski from the late 80s. He doesn't have a lot of volume stats, but his yards per, yards per pass, and yards per attempt, and yards per carry are awesome. They're huge. He had 20 touchdown passes and only two picks. He averaged eight yards a carry. So then you get into the sample size argument. Should a guy that's 27th in passing yards even be eligible in this conversation? I think most of us would go with Tommy Frazier. Uh, you look at Turner Gill, another big-name guy. He's really similar to Frazier, just maybe a step below. Maybe he's Tim Raines to Tommy Frazier's Ricky Henderson. Um, I think it comes down to really Frazier or Crouch. And I think with the passing difference, um, leaning Frazier's way pretty strongly and his yards per carry being higher, um, I would go with Frazier. That's not the great, the right answer. There is no right answer, but uh, what do you think? Um, you know, discuss this with your friends. Maybe go to the website, cfb51.com, chime in, share what you think, and uh, we'll head on to our next segment. Thanks. that the the term whoa Nelly comes from you know legendary broadcaster Keith Jackson um, anytime a big play happened uh, anytime there's a big game it was Keith Jackson calling it his uh, southern draw and old timey uh, phrases he'd use uh, we, we just I haven't met anyone who didn't like Keith Jackson's uh, call for a game um, and I've created a, you call it a board game, um, called Woe Nelly College Football. It's still in, you know, I'm still producing it. Um, trying to get every top 10 team going back to 1971 for our rollout. Um, there's a lot of steps between now and releasing it for sale. Um, there's additional play testing and, you know, getting licensing and all that. And it's, it's, it's a slow process, but it's, 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 I'm always making progress on it. Um, first of all, if you want info and just check it out on your own time, um, there's a Facebook page, um, just search Woe Nelly. That's W H O A. And Nelly with an IE, Woe Nelly College Football Game um, on Facebook. You'll, you'll see it. Um, there's images, there's a description of the game. 
I'm just going to do a quick overview right now. I don't want this podcast to be all about the game, um, but I do want to use it as an opportunity to, you know, just get the game out there just for people to check it out. It may be for you. It may not be for you. Um, I started by creating my own uh, baseball card and dice game along the lines of Stratomatic and APBA. Um, I know there's a big market out there and people who have been in leagues for that are playing that for decades. Um, I didn't like what was out there for baseball, so I kind of took some ideas from different games and morphed it into my own game. And that was fun for a while. And uh, I, I do love baseball, but, you know, my biggest sports love is college football. And so I took the toiling and the statistics and the, the ideas from that and uh, created a, a football game. Um, what What's already out there now for college football is very limited. Um, I wasn't impressed. Uh, there are some more NFL games than there are college, but I know that growing up in Gainesville, Florida, visiting other college towns in the southeast, and from uh, my contacts through CFB51.com, that website, that forum, that college football forum, uh, this would sell like hotcakes in the southeast and midwest. Um, you couldn't keep it on the shelf. If you know my vision ended up on the shelf, like it, it would just you couldn't you couldn't get a copy in person. You'd have to order it online. Um, what it is, it's a you have a football field, you have a ball um, token, but it's it's a board game where you play out a game, a college football game. And my idea is you can pick any team from any year. Um, we're starting out with the top 10 teams of each year for the past about 50 years, 47 years. And uh, you just play a game. Um, ideally, it's for two players. It's best if played with two players. And you have you pick your team. And based on their statistics that season, um, that determines how strong that team is. Um, the the cards, you know, there's a team card that gives you some information, information, kind of a resume of the team. Uh, it tells you their yards per pass and yards per run, so you kind of get an idea of their offense. Has their defensive rating, you know, the the better the run defense, the higher the the rating. Um, the higher the pass defense, or the lower the pass defense. The rating adjusts accordingly. Um, it lists, you know, if you get a sack, who made the sack, you find that out. If there's an interception, you you find out who actually picked the ball off. Uh, but the core of the game is uh, 40 offensive play cards, uh, 10 inside runs, 10 outside runs, 10 short pass, and 10 long pass. Um you have a quarterback card, and you roll the dice. When you pass, you roll the dice to see if it was a complete pass or incomplete. And if it's complete, the receiver card that you chose, or the long pass card or the short pass card you chose, um, dictates the, the distance of the gain. Now, if the 
defending player, you know, picked the right defense for your play, it makes it less likely you completed the pass, more likely they intercepted the pass, things like that. On a running play, it's just you pick the running play card that you wanted inside or outside. The real running back of that year's team carried the ball. Um, it's the top four rushers and the top six pass catchers for each team each season that are in the game. Um, and it's, it's pretty fun. You can play a whole college football game, uh, four quarters, in about an hour and 15 minutes, hour and a half max. Um, and what it, what it is, is it's, it's based on the statistics. It's realistic. You come out with realistic football scores. Uh, the stats, you know, make sense. And it's just fun to kind of see what would have happened. What if 91 Miami and 91 Washington could have played? You know, you can find out playing this game. Um, it can settle some arguments. It might cause more arguments. You can play an old school team against a recent team. Um, and that's why we I uh, focused um, and used the measure of yards per pass and yards per carry uh, because those things have been relatively stable, um, believe it or not. Even the old option teams in the 70s with their putrid completion percentages and their, you know, seven attempts per game. They didn't pass much, but when they did, it went for a long game. So um, the game statistically sound. The players' names are on the cards. I don't know if that's legal yet. I'm going to look into that further. Um, but... It's just something I want to get out there. So please look at the, the site, the Facebook page, Woe and LA College Football Board Game. Check it out for yourself. Um, if you like it, give it a like. Post a comment, question, anything you need. Um, don't hesitate. And um, hopefully we can get this ball rolling, get some games out in people's hands, and, and, and see what the response is. I'm excited about it, and uh, hopefully you will be if you check out the site. And I'm back to kind of close this out. Um, this is for any uh, posters on the uh, college football forum. Guys, do you want to co-host or be a guest on a segment to talk about something specific? Um, let me know. Um, the more voices, the more opinions and sides we can get on this podcast, the better. Um, eventually, if this grows into you know, focusing on uh, a certain team or a certain year. Maybe we can get a coach from that era um, to, to chime in and share his insights to, you know, things we would never know otherwise. Um, I'd really like to see the podcast get that far. Um, I just know that 
no offense to other podcasts, but you get the the national talking head for college football who also focuses on other sports throughout the year so he can earn a paycheck from a big, you know, media outlet. He's not gonna he's not gonna know the ins and outs of of certain teams like we will. Um so when football season rolls around in August, you know, ESPN's national guy is gonna know some things about Florida. I'm gonna know more. It's not because I'm better, it's just because that's my one team. I don't have to focus on 130 teams. I focus on one and whoever we're playing that week. And that's it. So um, just to put that out there, hope you enjoyed it. Um, I'll be putting these out every so often. Hopefully I won't be riding solo every time. But hopefully this wasn't too hard to uh, expose yourself to. Hopefully you enjoyed it. And you come back next time. And uh, this is OAM signing out. Thank <laughs> you.